Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter Paige Baumert. Hi Paige. Hello. All right, Paige, I just love you so much. Oh, you know how much you. I love you? I really oh, do, oh. and to, an awful lot, exactly. <laughs> and today we are talking about love, about how love is the foundation of good teaching. In fact, it's the foundation of having happiness and joy in your relationships. And today we want to share with you some insights into love you may not have considered before. But before we do that, let's, as tradition, you know, suggest, let's have a fun family activity idea. Paige, what type of a family activity idea do you have for us today? Well, something that we have found that is fun is... One person will pick a storybook to read, you know, just a short one, whether it be like a Dr. Seuss something or whatever, and one person will read it, and everyone else picks a character and acts it out while the person reads the story. In fact, we did this around Christmas time with the nativity, and it was really fun because, you know, I mean, it's it's a sacred topic, but it's also kind of fun to put a little bit of acting into it, which makes it a little humorous, and it's it's really good for family bonding, um, but we yeah, like to do hilarious. it. It's with- hilarious. Oh, it's so fun. It is literally hilarious. Like, especially when you're short on people to fill in character roles. Mm. So then people dipping. are jumping around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Being multiple characters. And it's just, I mean, it's the biggest laughs. Like all of a sudden London's on a chair and she's like, I'm the star, you know? <laughs> and it's like, okay, now she's a star. Now she's an angel. Now she's, you know, whatever else. And, and I think Quinn was like all these different characters. It, it was just so funny to have people just acting spontaneously in the moment. They don't have hardly any time to come up with it. It's an improvisational type game and it is so fun to do. So you could do it with anything with uh, scripture stories, with storybooks, you could get the teaching self-government uh, children's book set and you could read the children's True. books and you could act those out too. Or you could just read a story and then act it out later. But just doing drama as a family, it really shows the children you can let your hair down, you can get out of your comfort zone, that you like to play and have fun and be silly. And it increases and- confidence too. Like I know we did a lot of drama stuff when I was younger and I know that was a contributing factor into me being confident in who I am today. That's true. Yeah, because the more you step out of your comfort zone and you decide it's okay to just act silly or whatever it is in front of other people, then the more you know, it doesn't matter what I do. I don't need to be worried about anything. I can be on a stage. I can be in front of other people. I can share my ideas with others. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We'll do that. Find an awesome story, something you think that is super fun, and then act it out as a family. And maybe even take turns. You know, you could have groups. One group goes into a room and like says, okay, we're going to pick a book. And then another group picks the book or one group reads the book for another group. Ah, It's just so much fun. It's a great party game too. All those improvisational type games. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've got to start talking about love. This is actually Paige's idea. She's like, Hey, we need to talk about love because she's been studying love. And, um, and of course here at the teaching self-government podcast, we 
look through the lens of self-government at every topic. So we're going to be looking through the lens of self-government when we're looking at love. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean to display love, show love, and be self-governed as you're doing that at the same time? So what is self-government, Paige? How would you describe that? Self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. Exactly. So what that means is you choose to be in control of you. You make a plan for yourself and you follow through. So Paige, you said that you've been thinking a lot about love lately. You've been doing even some studies about love at school. Paige is a marriage and family major. She's just, she just loves marriage and family so much. (laughs) She's just going to get a degree in it, which is so awesome. Anyway, why not? not? Anyway, um, so what are some of the thoughts that you've had on your mind about love lately? Yeah. So in one of my um, family relations class, We've been reading a textbook that kind of just goes through every phase. So we were talking about like attraction and dating. And so now we're getting to the point in the semester where it's okay. You know, after that point, people eventually fall in love. You know, what exactly does that mean? Like when people say they're in love, what do they like? What are they feeling? What do they mean by that? And, you know, we were talking about, okay, well, looking back in your life, have you ever been in love? If so, how many times? You know, and (laughs) me and my little breakout group, we were like, well, I mean, I'm married, so I would hope that I love my husband, you know, Uh, (laughs) but I I was thinking back on my life. I'm like, you know, there was one other boy in my life that I could honestly say that I truly loved. And I was thinking, I'm like, you know, and it wasn't like an obsession, um, but it was like something that like I thought about him every day and I remember bringing it up to him like mom I can't stop thinking about this guy you know he's got really good morals he's a really great guy and I can't stop thinking about him um you know and it it wasn't it didn't ever really get in the way but like he was on my mind a lot Mm -hmm. so it was it was interesting because it wasn't like oh he's so cute you know I just want to be with him blah blah blah. I was like no you know he's got really good characters Uh, It was admiration, Paige. Mm -hmm. That's what you're describing is that when you get to a point where you really feel loved for someone, you have a feeling of admiration for them. Mm -hmm. You have a connection to them that is different than something you want from them. So when you're just attracted to a person, you're consumed with what you want from the person Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, you're so gorgeous. I want you, you know, like (laughs) that's what you want from the person. But when you get to a point where your relationship goes deeper than that and you're appreciating all the finer qualities about the person and you're looking at their potential and even recognizing their flaws, you know, you don't put them like on so high of a pedestal that you don't recognize that they actually have flaws too, but you're seeing the full picture of the person and you feel like you have admiration for them and deep respect and reverence for who they are as a person, that's really when you have a solid relationship bond to them and that you actually can feel love then at that point. I mean, those are signs that you are feeling love for that person. It's something that's not wavering. It's not transient. It's deeper. Yeah, right? but it's also not just tied down to romantic love. So like when it comes to like my relationship with you, yeah, 
I admire you a lot, you know, hence why we do podcasts together and we share ideas and all that jazz. Um, when it comes to like my siblings, I admire them. You know, each one has different skills, different talents and different strengths. And I admire each of those things that make them who they are. Um, and so it's just, it's just that deeper part of a good, solid relationship that, um, definitely has to be there if it's romantic, but mm-hmm. also is very necessary in between like a couple or a parent and a child. And I think that's the angle that we want to take today, just figuring out how you can foster that healthy, deep, strong kind of love for all the relationships that you have. Yeah. So here's the thing is that somebody doesn't always please you, you know, I mean, I I think it's really easy to be annoyed by someone, even when you love them, like really love them. So you could have a child who's going through a very awkward nose picking phase or who's going through a phase where they tell the worst jokes and you're like, why are they making up these jokes? It's so annoying. And, but when you are at a stage where you are annoyed by a behavior, it actually doesn't really have to do as much with the behavior as it does to do with your selfishness, actually. Mm-hmm. So we have to remember that when we are being bothered by a person, we've got to like kind of let that go. I mean, some things might need to be corrected. You know, that's important. Right. But, but we need to make sure that we also choose not to take any of those things personally because the moment we take them personally and that we start to think about them and ruminate upon those things that are bugging us, then we are fostering selfishness, which actually can damage our love for the person. We can, we can find ourselves falling out of love with the person and it would be our own doing. It's even though they had the annoying behavior, that doesn't mean it was their doing. We chose to take it personal. Yeah, exactly. And so we have to be really careful that we don't make our love contingent upon the other person pleasing us in some way or somehow making our lives better. Because again, that's not, that's not the deep kind of love. That's still like the selfish, what do I get out of it kind of a love. And I have to tell you something, Paige, and as sad as it sounds, it's actually true. There are so many parents that I meet that will come to me with just tears in their eyes and they're like, I can't even bond with my child. I don't know how I have had such a hard time bonding with my own child and they just bug me. They just do all this stuff that just bugs me so bad when they were a little baby. I liked them, but like now I just, I hate being around my own child. They're ruining my day. They're ruining my life. Mm. And I think to myself, you know, number one, I'm just heartbroken when I hear stuff like that because, um, because that's just, you never want anyone to find themselves in that place, you know, where they're going to be feeling that way about one of their children. Um, But the part that I immediately recognize is, wait a minute, you are focusing right now, like every thought that I, or every word that just came out of my mouth, as I was explaining what some people tell me was all a word about how they are feeling, what they want what they feel like their needs are that aren't getting met. And so it's all very much an inward focus on themselves. And because there can be an, you can have an inward focus that's good where you're like, you know, you're 
making yourself confident and understanding and you, you could be attaching. That's an inward movement as you're attaching to another person heart to heart. But when you're just thinking about, I need this, I don't get this. They keep doing this to me. They aren't fun to be with. I don't want them here, whether it's a spouse or a child or an extended family member or whatever it happens to be. That's when you trap yourself because you, you actually talk yourself out of appreciating that person or being happy with that person. And usually you allow yourself to feel hopeless. Like there's no hope. There's no way. I can fix this person or this behavior. And so instead a person will start to just detach. And the, and when you detach and you start just focusing on yourself, your bond of love gets fractured. And truly some parents do get to a place. This is a very sad place to get to, but it can happen. And some parents will get to a place where they have fallen out of love with their own child. Mm-hmm with their own offspring actually, because it's that actually child probably more common than you might think. Yeah. Yeah. Now as a foster parent, I had, um, some difficult youth, you know, that we had come live with us Paige, and they had some really tough behaviors and you were pretty little, you probably don't remember all those tough behaviors, but I do. And I really struggled with some of the behaviors, you know, there were some of the, like the kleptomania, that was a struggle. And some of the other strange behaviors, like (laughs) defecating in strange places in my house and, you know, and stuff. And there were just some behavior behaviors where you were like, what, why can't we conquer this? You know, and and you'd lose a little patience maybe with the process of trying to conquer the behavior. And I remember there were a couple of children that I felt myself falling out of love with them. Like I just felt so detached. And so I told myself, okay, I can't help them. I can't teach them. I can't touch their hearts if I do not feel attached to them. And so I started to, I made a little plan for myself that every day at 3.45, I would go into my room and I would pray to love them. That I would ask God to give me a piece of his love for them because I knew he loved everybody no matter what. Now he might be disappointed in us sometimes, but he loves us all no matter what. And he knows our real potential. And I wanted to see that for the children that were living with me because I knew I couldn't help them otherwise. And, and so I would ask for forgiveness for not being understanding and for feeling those thoughts. And then I would ask for that love and I would pray and pray until I felt that love because they were going to walk in the door at four o'clock or maybe a little bit after. And I needed to be ready to have that love when I would have to start body searching to see what people had stolen and (laughs) if they're packing drugs and all this other kind of stuff, you know, And, and I had to be able to be okay and be loving through that whole process. And it really took deliberate work. And I think that's the thing about love is it takes a deliberate effort. Oh yeah. Oh, it for sure does. In fact, I just had a recent experience with Joseph where there were a few things that I found I had taken personally and were very frustrating to me. And, um, I, I actually went for a drive just so I could like calm down (laughs) and make sure I was in a right place where I could then discuss these things with him. And, um, it was, it was really good because I presented my, I, I 
I had written things out and, you know, I was frustrated. And so I was reading through it again so I could reword it in a better way so I could present it in a, in a calm way. He's like, oh, what you reading? I'm like, well, some notes that I wrote in a very frustrated way <laughs> about some things that I want to talk to you about. And he says, can I read it? And I'm like, well, uh, I guess. Sure. Um, so he read it. And, you know, I pre-taught him, I'm like, okay, this is not how I would normally present these things to you, you know, and he's like, okay, that's fine. So then he read it and I was, you know, getting ready to discuss it. And he's like, you know what? Let's read in the scriptures. We haven't done our scripture study today. And so before we talked about anything, we opened the scriptures and we read together. And then we talked about those issues and that was such a smart move on his part um, because after that, his heart was so open to receiving the, the correction and criticism that I had and some of the, and, you know, being able to comfort me and help me with the feelings that I was feeling. And it was just a beautiful moment where we both grew together and grew stronger in our relationship as a couple, because we both were able to have a calm, effective communication that was led by the spirit yeah it was productive but Mm -hmm. it took you had to invest the time right and you had to decide okay wait let's get ourselves in the right place and and bringing in a scripture study is a great thing because it brings in that spirit of truth Mm -hmm. and that spirit of of love that you know which is why it's such a healing book you know for for so many people in the world population so um yeah, that was a really smart move. I, I think it is a super important that we need to remember that love doesn't happen to you. It's no. actually an action and a choice that you take. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there can be cases where you surprisingly find yourself being just, just feeling a feeling of love toward a person. But it's, but it happened after you did a bunch of other things that maybe you didn't realize were going to increase your admiration for that person or your attachment to that person. But love is an action thing. It's something that you do and it turns into this beautiful feeling of strength, power, and that propels you forward. So let's talk about what love looks like, like in teaching self-government language. Okay. So, so let's, um, let's say there's this teaching self-government program, right? That we have, and there's a lot of different skills and things that we teach. So what does it look like when a parent is correcting a child and there's love present? Well, I can use my own experience from when I was a child. Um, And you, like, you corrected us with love all the time. And it looked like taking the time to pull us aside from a situation and saying, hey, you know, I noticed that this is what's happening. So you explain the situation. And then you said, you know, it's probably not the best thing to do. This is probably what you should have done. So let's do that in the future. And maybe in the future, you know, this doesn't happen, then there will be a consequence but you took the time because yeah, the first time we would always treat every first new situation as a pre-teach. Right. 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 So you wouldn't earn a negative consequence the first time we had to talk about something. Yeah. Always. Cause we were yeah. learning. And mm-hmm. so it was very merciful, but we always knew that you loved us 
because you would take that time, especially if we were with a group of friends, you would take that time to pull us aside and not just berate us in front of, in front of our friends, which can be, you know, kind of humiliating, but also um, messes with the atmosphere and the spirit in the home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so the thing is, is I decided to describe what was going on what and, and why that wasn't a good thing. And to, to work on touching your heart and keeping my heart connected to your heart and then describing what should happen. I focused my energy on letting you know from my heart to your heart how much I loved you and that I wasn't taking this personally. And I think that's the biggest thing is that when you love someone, really love them, you just want what's best for them. It's not about you anymore. And so you don't take stuff personally. You're not like, ah, that's just you, you know, you, this to me, it's, it's not about you anymore. It's about, okay, so this is something we can get through. No biggie. We'll do this. Right. Yeah. So when you correct a person with love, you look at their eyes, you keep a calm face, voice and body. You think I love you as mm-hmm. you're talking to them and your voice tone is calm and understanding. And the same when you pre-teach them as well. Yeah. I've actually had this, this last recent experience. I, I did a little experiment with myself um, based on that principle. Cause I'm like, okay, I know I should be saying with my heart, I love you and thinking, I love you. But what if I just said in my mind, I am so frustrated with you. So I, I kind of just took, took a chance. And in my head, I was, I was looking at him and I said in my head, I am so frustrated with you. I'm so annoyed that you do this and this and this. And I could just feel the peace and calm leave. And then I said, okay, now we're going to switch it. And so then I started thinking, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. And I could feel that spirit of calmness come back. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Well, because every person has value. See, this is the thing. Every person is so valuable. And if we don't acknowledge that truth, if we start talking bad about them, we can't have the spirit of love with us. Mm-hmm. And, but as soon as we start acknowledging their value, even if they're not perfect, then that spirit of love and truth comes back to us. And then we actually increase our love for them and they increase their love for us, even if we're correcting them at the time. So I know you're talking about your husband, which, you know, I mean, husbands and wives do correct each other. They actually do. Well, because it's Um, part of that relationship bonding. You have to be able to be open to that constructive criticism, but you have to also present it in a way that is calm and helpful well yeah so there's healthy communication and if you have healthy communication you should be able to take criticism or correction from somebody from anybody really but Mm -hmm. especially from someone you love you should have that worked out into your system of of your you know your relationship and and so we can correct each other we can teach each other I mean we praise each other when we praise each other that shows love you know um Mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody we've had some house guests recently and, um, (laughs) and I was, I was talking to some of our house guests the other night and, um, talking about my husband and, and why, uh, why I loved him so much. And even though he and I are so different, I mean, just really so different (laughs) that, um, he is the perfect one for me and how I knew, cause you know, we were talking about marriage and stuff and, and, um, and so I was, I was talking about all of his good qualities to these people and he was sitting there and I just saw him just really taking that in. Mm. I mean, when you praise 
the person that you love, whether it's your child or your, your spouse or whatever, you praise them in front of someone else in such a sincere way. They just really are like, whoa. They learn things about how you feel about them that they never knew before. And that praise is amazing, especially when it's just really from the heart and it's totally authentic and real and just real conversation, you know, and not inflated. I, I think we forget to focus on the good things in all of our relationships. And that's why praise is so important. Mm -hmm. And in the teaching self-government system, we always say praise your children six to 10 times for every one time that you correct them. So well, it's also the same with your spouse. I know there was times yeah. where like, it was a, a couple's meeting that uh, Joseph and I had, and he's like, you know, I feel like things I do don't get recognized. I'm like, Oh, sorry. He's like, could, could you tell me when I do things good, please? <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh -oh, sorry. Amazing skills. Yeah. yeah. And so we actually have this little whiteboard uh, on our fridge that at the end of the day, um, I'll usually write something on it. Like, thank you so much for this. I appreciate when I wake up and I see that the dishes are done because he's created a habit of doing the dishes in the morning before I wake up, which is so nice. Um but, you know, I'll just leave a little note for him on the fridge because he tends to wake up before I do to get ready for school and stuff. Um, and then usually when I wake up and I'm getting ready for classes, he'll have written a note back. Um, and it's really fun to just have that exchange. Um, and I'll also tell him, you know, different little things that I notice. And it's it's really, really improved our relationship a lot, even if it's, you know, just a little thing. Like I noticed he I filled like up that. my water bottle with fresh cold water that you know I had no idea he did that until I picked it up I'm like oh my gosh did you fill up my water bottle he's like yeah I'm like thank you you know I appreciate that Aww. and you know just the little things but it's so, so nice sweet. I know yeah. it is but it's, it just brings that unity to a relationship well yeah because you're like he thought of me when he didn't mm -hmm. even need to he thought of me because it's not really about the water it's not like he no. gave me water it's like he thought of me you know mm -hmm. I just, ah, I love this. You know, there are just so many different ways that we can show love to people, doing a kind thing, saying a kind word, praising someone, even in the act of correcting them. Um, but, you know, a really loving parent or loving spouse helps someone through everything, absolutely everything. They help them think through their, their problems. They help them plan for better days ahead. They don't leave them high and dry when they have a bad behavior. They help them get to the next place. And, and some of the things that we do with our children are actually, you know, similar from what we do with our, our spouses. It's just the difference is the roles are different, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'd say, yeah. In fact, a lot of things that you show love when like between a couple is almost identical to what a parent would show a child. It's just a, a difference of roles and how those things are administered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what? I just love love. I love the <laughs> feeling of love. I mean, who doesn't? Like everyone goes their whole life, you know, just hoping for that feeling of love every day. And the sad thing is some people don't get it because they don't know how to bond and to have that feeling of love. Or they don't know how to give it. How to reach other people. Mm -hmm. They yeah. don't know how to give love. They don't know how to receive love. Some other people don't know how to foster love. And, and so many people are stuck, like just, you know, worrying about themselves all the time that, and, and them, themselves hoping for more love, but not really giving their love. And love is the kind of thing that is, 
you know, it really has nothing to do with intimacy or anything like that. Love is because some people like equate it to intimacy. That's just one little act of love, hopefully, but (laughs) you could, you could have that act without love, which is awful, but it's true. true. Um, Yeah. But love is that person to person, that two humans being one for a moment or for a purpose you know in a family the whole family ideally becomes one for a purpose even though they're all individual and they grow up and live you know their own unique lives when it comes to that family and everything associated with that family they are one Mm -hmm. and that's really what it means to love and and I'm a spiritual person and when I think of love you know I think of my savior and I think you know when I really bond to him become one with him then I truly feel his love and then and then my love even expands even more for everything that's good and right and true and um so yeah love I mean it changes everything it gives you joy it strengthens your self-confidence it strengthens your relationships it gives you so much and love is the foundation for all good teaching for our children and even for ourselves, we need to love ourselves and appreciate ourselves and the potential that we have as well and not um, beat ourselves up because self-government and fixing all of our problems, this is a lifetime process. So we have to be patient, not just with others as they learn self-government, but with ourselves too. And if we can think of ourselves as a person who is valuable and we can appreciate ourselves more then we will foster that love for our true potential and then we'll achieve it, which is beautiful. So, you know, in this, in this month of February, when we're doing this, I'm so (laughs) glad we decided to talk about love. I think it's a great thing. Um, And I think every family wants that feeling of love, but sometimes our actions don't match that. And so, so some people need some skills. They need to have some other words to say, some other habits to create so that that feeling of love can be fostered in their home. And the teaching self-government program is designed for that. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely the whole purpose of teaching yourselves or your family, your children, self-government. So please, if you want to learn more about teaching self-government, go to teachingselfgovernment.com and find more help there. Paige, I love you so much. You are a joy in my life. You're a happy person. Every time I get (laughs) to talk to you, every time I see you, you bring happiness to my life, not even from anything you say, but truly just because of who you are to me in my heart. And I just love you so much. And I hope that all the rest of you will be blessed with increased love for your family members, for everyone, for all humanity, because we absolutely need to spread the love right now. Amen. Yes, it wasn't a prayer, but thank you. Anyway, <laughs> so agreement. Okay. I know you agree. I'm so glad. Anyway, we will talk to you next time on the Teaching Self-Government podcast. And until then, go and give somebody a big hug and spread the love. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government podcast. 
For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.